Get ready, because you're about to get sucked in. Welcome to Down the Black Hole. I'm your host, Coeli, and I'm a starseed who's obsessed with everything cosmic, energy, and otherworldly as it relates to our 3D reality. I consider myself a modern-day philosopher because I love to think. My mind is open to pondering endless possibilities, and as you go down the black hole with me, I hope to expand your mind too. Warning, this episode contains content that can be triggering. I ask that before you listen to this episode, that you take a few moments and take in five to ten deep breaths so that you can listen with a clear mind, allowing all preconceived notions to filter out. I ask you to do this so that you can keep an open mind as you listen to the concepts that I will present to you here. Thank you. Today I want to talk about beliefs and the ego. Beliefs are such that they shape our view of the world. They are either inherited or formed. So if they're inherited, you gain them from society, your parents, siblings, or anyone close to you that impacted you in a profound way in your childhood. Or they're formed as we grow as humans and go through traumatic events in our lives, we form new beliefs. They serve the purpose for consistency, but mainly they serve the ego. The ego loves to hold on to beliefs. This is because the ego doesn't like change. Change goes against everything that the ego finds comfortable. The ego looks for consistency because it sees consistency as safety. And throughout our evolution and our timeline as human beings, consistency and stability have been something that have been very prevalent in our survival. The ego works in such a way that its priority is to keep everything the same. It's responsible for that tiny little voice in our heads that tells us, no, you can't do that. Or, you won't succeed at that. And it's not something we should be listening to because it keeps us from growing. However, it has been the main struggle with humanity because it's easy to fall into the trap of the ego. The ego is terrified of the unknown, but everything we ever wanted in life is on the opposite side of fear. And it's up to us to push through these little voices in our head that tell us that we won't succeed. Because when we go after what we really want and we persevere against all odds, we can attain whatever we desire. Have you ever heard the saying that old beliefs cannot create a new life? This is because beliefs need to evolve as we do. As we grow as people, we should be asking ourselves, what beliefs serve the person that we want to become and which beliefs no longer serve any purpose in our lives. Pause to ponder. What beliefs do you currently hold that are preventing change or not serving you anymore? I ask that you take a few moments to think this over and get a sense of where 
it is that you are in life and where it is that you want to be. And understand that there's a gap between those two things. And usually, the beliefs that we hold are responsible for that gap. As we grow, we may choose to acquire new beliefs. However, we may still hold on to our old beliefs. And there's an uncomfortable process in the middle of forming a new identity while losing an old one. In the field of psychology, there's a term for this. The concept is called cognitive dissonance. It is the perception of contradictory information where one's beliefs and behaviors are not aligned. This process creates mental discomfort, which is one of the reasons that we as human beings have had a hard time growing and evolving on a spiritual and psychological level throughout the years. As we evolve, we need to be aware of the beliefs that we hold. There is a major distinction between a root or core belief and smaller branch beliefs. For example, a core belief could be money is limited, but a branch belief could be I have to pay bills, I can't buy that. Because that smaller branch belief stems ultimately from the root or core belief that you hold that money is limited. The example I just presented represents a limiting belief. And limiting beliefs are a state of mind or a belief held about yourself that restricts you in some way. Almost everyone experiences these limiting beliefs to varying degrees, but if you learn how to identify them, you can prevent these beliefs from limiting you further as you grow. I'll probably expand upon what limiting beliefs are and give more examples in a future episode, but for now, we're going to move along. Another thing we've struggled with as a collective throughout the years are expanding beliefs, that being of freedom and of love. Freedom and love are intricately connected. They represent unconditional love when they are attached. Unconditional love is a belief that tends to be quite rejected in our current society. Jesus came to us over 2,000 years ago to try and teach us the same exact concept, and it didn't take very well. We haven't really grown much as a society since then. We are still very resistant to the idea of unconditional love, and this can be seen not only in our personal lives, but against strangers and the world at large as well. Pause to ponder. What if our purpose in life is to undo all the beliefs and resistance we have against unconditional love? I ask that you take a few minutes to think through the concept I've presented to you here. Ask yourself, what would our society look like if we lived with the belief of unconditional love for others? What would we look like and how would we act if we lived with the belief of unconditional love for ourselves? Please take a few moments to think through this concept. I want to talk about the beliefs that higher dimensional beings hold about our world. But before we get into that, I want to get to the point of what I mean when I'm discussing a higher dimensional being. Personally, for me, 
I envision beings of light. I guess you could say they're somewhat similar to angels, but they come from a place of unconditional love and acceptance, and they are infinitely more evolved spiritually, mentally, and even physically than we are. A higher dimensional being for you could be anything from God to angels, aliens, your ancestors, spirits, or spirit guides, or any concept that you can hold in your mind of someone or something that is beyond our realm that holds the vibration of unconditional love. Okay, so now that we all have an idea of what a higher dimensional being means for us, I'm going to explain the concept of the law of one. The law of one is essentially stating that we are not individual or separate beings. We all come from one being and living here in the third dimension gives us this illusion of separateness because of the ego and because of our physical senses being in this body. While this is a concept that our human minds tend to have a really hard time wrapping our heads around and truly understanding what that means for us as a society, higher dimensional beings understand this to a degree that we do not. And because they understand this concept so intricately, they also understand the way in which our world works in ways that we also do not understand. Higher dimensional beings see the bigger picture for what it is. And years ago, when I was reading the book series titled The Law of One, which expands upon the concept of the Law of One, I came across a woman who was able to channel a higher dimensional being who I believe was from the fifth or sixth dimension. I want to say the fifth, but memory may not serve. And his name was Ra, which is the same Ra of the ancient Egyptians, the god. And he presented the idea that in the higher dimensions, these entities believe that there's no such thing as right or wrong. Whew, yeah, <laughs> that's a little heavy. Our ego least mine when I first came across this goes what the fuck do you mean there's no such thing as right or wrong my ego immediately rejected this idea and it took me some time to really think about the implications of what this concept means through the lens of the law of one but it wasn't until I heard raw explain that our whole entire existence from a higher dimensional perspective, the purpose of our existence here on earth is for us simply to experience. And once I was able to ponder very deeply the concept of the law of one, this idea that we are here simply to experience, and this belief that there is no such thing as right or wrong, was the time when I had the aha moment where I was like, 
oh my god, these higher dimensional beings truly see us through the eyes of unconditional love. And the reason I know this to be true is because they still love us regardless of the fact that we commit such horrific acts against one another almost on a daily basis. Now I wanted to touch upon the concept of right and wrong based upon the idea that we are simply here to experience and that is our entire purpose for existing. Right and wrong are definitely human constructs. It is definitely human nature to think within the terms of black and white thinking of this is right and this is wrong. That is definitely something that we all struggle with and I'm very guilty of this type of thinking myself. It's kind of hard to get out of that limited viewpoint and into a higher wavelength of thinking. And if you think about the institutions that we have built within our societies that embody this black and white thinking, we have laws that speak to our beliefs as a collective that state what we believe is right and what we believe is wrong. But to turn this whole concept of right and wrong on its head, I want you to think about the idea that just because it's legal doesn't mean it's moral. And I'm going to say this again. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's moral. The best example that I can give for this statement is slavery. How at one point in time in our American history, it was legal to own slaves. This begs the question, though, was this not immoral to own slaves? Regardless of the fact that it was legal, was it something that was morally right? This also reminds us that we all have differing ideas based on what we consider to be right and what we consider to be wrong. And it's the majority of us that, in effect, create these laws that speak to our beliefs as a collective about what is right and what is wrong. Now, I've gotten a little off topic here, so I want to reel it back in to my main point. And that is that higher dimensional beings expect nothing of us other than to live our lives and experience. The whole purpose behind all of this is, since we are all one being, the one being wanted to experience life in a variety of ways and experience life through all perspectives, which is why our entire purpose as a human being is to live our lives and experience. Because the Great One, which we all are, simply wants the accumulation of knowledge of experience of life. Pause to ponder. If we are all one being, living with the illusion of separateness, existing to experience reality from all perspectives, and the only purpose of any life is to experience, then what is right and what is wrong? In the grand scheme of things, what is right and what is wrong? Please take a few moments to think over the concept that I've presented you here and ponder it deeply.
Seeing life through the lens that we're only here to experience puts things into a different perspective. Often our egos will try to resist this and still insist on being right or being wrong with the black and white thinking that our society has programmed us into. Many religions preach this type of thinking of in terms of black and white, right or wrong, and I don't think that it, the intention is necessarily misplaced or misguided. I think it definitely is trying to teach us to have a sense of morality with our fellow man. Something I wonder about when I think about religious commandments and the law of one is, are we told not to do certain acts because ultimately we're committing them against ourself and we're incurring the cycle of karma and beginning that whole wheel that keeps us stuck in this 3D reality and causes us to have to return here for another life? I also can't help but wonder if karma is the door that we open to experience more in different ways. Because even in our current lifetimes, if we do something wrong, generally speaking, we are often put on the flip side of that same decision so we can experience the pain that we caused others. If we are able to see others as not being separate from ourselves, we are able to see through the eyes of unconditional love and experience life the way Jesus is said to have lived and loved. And this begs the question, did Jesus understand that we are all one? I believe he did. It is difficult to see the world the way Jesus did because our egos constantly lie to us about who we are. It's the ego that perpetuates the illusion of separateness along with our physical senses. Over the next week, I ask that you become aware of the ways in which your ego keeps you separate from others. And when you feel like judging yourself, remember that we are all here simply to experience our realities. But I hope that you will spend some time pondering what beliefs limit us from loving openly. Because our society could definitely use more of that. Thank you so much for joining me down the black hole. I hope your mind was expanded and that you're able to see the world through a new lens. If you enjoyed your journey down the black hole, please subscribe to my channel. And if you want more content, you can follow me on Instagram at starseed.coeli. In the meantime, keep your mind open. The universe is full of endless possibilities.